Welcome into the Camel Call Podcast. On this conversation, we sit down with Erin Scott, who not only was a two-year starter between the pipes for Campbell Women's Soccer, she was a member of SGA, part of the presidential cabinet, during her Campbell career. Erin started her career at Creighton, then transferred to Campbell and, and found a home in Bowie's Creek. Following a semester working as a, an assistant for Samar and their coaching staff, she got a unique opportunity to go to Valpo and be a GA now she's taken that this year into a full-time assistant role at Marquette as a part of the women's soccer program. So we sit down with Erin and catch up on her days saving shots for Campbell soccer, what it was like being a part of student government, and the lessons she's learned working as a full-time assistant coach, especially during these times with the coronavirus pandemic across the country. So we hope you enjoy this conversation with the former goalkeeper and Erin Scott. Okay, Erin. Delighted to have you here on the Camel Call podcast. And I want to start with a couple of things from your Campbell days, because I know not only were you a soccer player, you were also involved in, in student government, so you were very busy on campus. What was it like, and this was described by players on your soccer team, to be one of the busiest and most involved student athletes uh, during your time at Campbell? Yeah, well, first, thank you so much for having me, Evan. I am just excited to be here, even though it's just a virtual call like a lot of things nowadays but I loved my entire time at Campbell I wish I would have gotten longer but those two years were some of the best I I definitely knew getting into student government that those time demands were going to be a bit crazy but I think that it gave me a lot of direction it gave me focus because it helped me to widen my priority list and in a way that may sound kind of reverse in how you would look at things but I think that giving myself more to focus on took all of the pressure off of certain little things so soccer was always my love and my first priority in a sense that it let me escape other things whereas student government gave me something else to be able to focus on and do and become better from that and then that role that I had whereas I think that being involved in both things kind of translated well and basically made me better in each role that I had which is interesting for me to look back on because I would have never actually realized it during that final year when I was at Campbell but now I'm so grateful for everything that student government gave me soccer gave me it was it's awesome. So as part of the presidential um, cabinet, if you will, with, with being the vice president, I wanted to always ask you, what was it like campaigning and, and trying to, you know, put your name out there and get your get you guys votes, if you will? Yeah, definitely. I think Brendy and I, my running mate, we knew that we could target an athletic audience, if you will, in a sense, that I know that there's so many athletes on campus that know people that I knew that I knew personally that weren't even just soccer players that I knew I could count on them and kind of trust them. And they knew they could trust me that I think that that was one of the biggest things because we brought a different perspective to the office being an athlete and Brendy had been involved in student government for her time at Campbell. But I think that knowing as many athletes as I did helped a lot because Everyone talks, people know athletes, and I think even just social media helped as well, knowing so many people. And the team was awesome because 
even on voting day, they were posting things on social media and making sure they were texting any other friends they had or roommates that I couldn't have won the election without my team. I can genuinely say that because I know that they, even if it wasn't just out at academic circle on voting day, but they were on social media the whole time and they were super supportive. And I appreciated it so much that Samar was also supportive of me running because it definitely is a time commitment, but I'm just so glad that everything worked out the way it did. What did you learn in that role? I guess what was something that surprised you about being a part of student government? Yeah, so I think the organization side of things in its most basic level took me a little bit of time to get used to because it was essentially a separate life from school, from soccer, that making sure that I was on top of everything and made sure that I was organized and made sure I knew what was going on and what meetings we had and what we wanted to get accomplished. I think making sure that I knew what my priorities were, were some of the most important tasks of every day. And now it's interesting because even the way I make to-do lists, I put my priorities and the things I know I need to get done on top. And then everything else is still on a list, but I know the most important pieces. It's interesting, too, because, of course, you transferred over from Creighton. So this was all new, gosh, in 2017 when you got here, and you spent your final two years at Campbell. So I want to know from you, as someone who played in a different league and played in a different environment, what your soccer career was like and what you learned as a goalkeeper for the Camels. Yeah, I was telling Samar actually pretty recently that I was so glad to have had experience at Creighton, even though it was just those two years that was a very different experience than at Campbell. But it made my first year at Campbell so much interesting or so much more easy, if I can put it that way, in a sense that Creighton kind of taught me how to be a teammate and what teammates look for. And I saw the best type of leaders that I was able to kind of come in at Campbell and try to integrate as quickly as I could and gain the trust of my teammates and make sure that they knew that they could count on me, that being a transfer was a very interesting position because even though I was a first year and I still had to gain the trust and reliance of my teammates, it I kind of had an idea of how to do that, that not everyone gets that because they just kind of come in as a freshman and don't really know what's going on and it's a, it's a big wake-up call, but I think that Creighton helped me so much when I got to Campbell because I knew how – I knew as best as I could at that point how to be a good teammate, which I think helped me tremendously at my time at Campbell. What allowed you then to, to step right in and, and basically start almost every match two years and, and play with confidence? Yeah, I think knowing that my teammates – trusted me was a huge part in that because once I could start to tell that they trusted me in net made a huge difference in how I played because it changed my mentality that the biggest thing was not wanting to let them down because I knew I was brand new and you kind of have to prove yourself before you do anything and that's in a lot of different realms of life but I didn't want to let them down that them trusting me helped me to be confident because I knew if 
they knew that I had their back, then they would have mine. And I always think of myself in the back line. Like I could always count on them to bail me out if I ever made a mistake or messed up that I would want to be there and do the same for them. Well, not to brag on you for a second, but your junior year, you had six shutouts along with the team, obviously. And you had a, a 1.02 goals against, which was fourth best all time. So I, I want to know from your perspective, because you kind of saw both sides of it. Your junior year, team did very well. Senior year, it was an up and down season. How do you manage all that as a player and, and keep your composure? Yeah, so I think that winning and losing teaches a player a lot. But I think someone loses or learns more from losing. I think that losing teaches you what you did wrong because when we were having success as a group, it was easy to be confident because we were doing things well and we were doing simple things really good. But when we were losing, we were constantly trying to chase not even perfection, but just we were trying to figure out how to fix the mistakes we were making that I think we learned more about ourselves as a team and as individuals my senior year when we weren't having as much success because we we had to. We were like, we either got to figure this out or who knows what's going to happen. And I even remember at that Asheville game is kind of that moment when things started to turn around for us. But even just being able to look and watch the team this year from afar, I think that the senior leaders that are on that team now were able to lead the team in such a special way because of everything that we had gone through the year before. So I think what happens in seasons teaches you so much and can affect a season to come more than we realize because when you're in season, it's just a crazy time. You're on the road, things are busy, but looking back and being able to reflect, I think that, junior year season had a lot to do with our success and even our failures as things moved on. I always wanted to ask you about a couple games in particular, but one that stands out your senior year was when you guys played high point at home and they eventually ended up as the top seed. They were one of the better teams in the league and, and you guys were up there near the end, but I think you had 10 saves. There were a couple of overtime diving saves that, that made it for the, the finalists for play of the year in terms of the athletic department. What was it like from your standpoint, just, you know, being a part of that defense and, and having to fight off so many good opportunities? Yeah, like I was saying earlier, it's one of those chances where when you're in overtime, you don't want to let anyone down. And if you kind of think that way, the pressure can be a lot. and It can make you really anxious and it can make you nervous. But when you just kind of forget about that and play for someone else and not really worry about yourself or who knows what accolades you could receive from a game. No one goes into a game thinking about the what ifs. It's more just focusing on the moment because I think overtime can get stressful for anyone. Cause especially as a goalkeeper, you let one in, you make one mistake, the game's over that it, we wouldn't have known that looking back that if we had not tied that game, the whole entire season could have been different, but we did and it happened. And I don't want to say we got the job done because I wish we would have gotten a better result, but I, I think that focusing on what could happen, I don't think that that was how we went into that game because if you think about that way in overtime, it can, it can really psych you out in a sense that you just have to kind of take it 
play by play because it can it can be scary and it can make you nervous but no one really thinks about the what ifs it's more just let's take care of this game right now can't really take anything for granted in a sense so you finished your soccer career two years ago now and because of course when you when you finish as a student there's always the questions of what's next what I want to do and and you spent some time with Samara and the staff getting acclimated in yeah. the coaching side. What was that process like and what led you into wanting to go more full-time with coaching? Yeah, so I have always kind of known I've wanted to coach because I've been doing private lessons with goalkeepers and I've been a part of camps. And my driving piece that led me to want to coach was knowing that I had gone through so many experiences, good bad the highest of highs and some pretty low times as well that I knew that I had so much to offer that if I could pass that on to just one other player then it would all be worth it for me that I knew that I had so much to be able to help with and I've experienced so much that giving that to someone else and being able to just give someone insight was really what motivated me and I think that that senior spring that I had in the office with Samar they were also going through some staff changes as well. And I didn't know that when I had approached Samar and asked her if I could potentially be in the office that season just to get my feet wet in a sense and understand more in depth what goes on. And I I see it as a amazing opportunity that I did get a chance to take on maybe a lot of more responsibilities than I would have if the staff hadn't been going through changes that Looking back, I think that that taught me such a high level of organization, just a very high standard, because I think everything that Samar does, she holds everyone to a high standard, no matter if it's office stuff or things on the field or whatever it is, that that high standard has carried over for me in my sessions that I'll run and things in the office, because it just is this integral part of who I am and I think that goes even as far back to my freshman year that having a high standard for yourself is so important in any aspect so then you you take a leap of faith you take a jump if you will and and go to Valpo as a graduate assistant what did you learn in in that experience and and what's it like shifting from being a player or in this case like a player assistant to now being a coach and having more responsibility yeah so I I was I was nervous, but I think everyone's nervous when they take that first jump. But I had remembered one coach had told me, be brave. And that was all he had said to me. And I kind of think about that a lot nowadays in the sense that no matter what you do, you don't really know if you're making the best decision or not, but you just kind of have to be brave and trust your instinct. And at Valpo, I learned more in a short amount of time that I was there than I thought I ever would because I had to have a very high standard from day one and I didn't want to let anyone down. I didn't want to let Samar down. Any of my recent previous coaches, I definitely didn't want to let the coach at Valpo down that I knew that I just had to keep working to be my best self. And we didn't find much success that season. We, we didn't win that many games, but I think that I learned more as a coach over that season because there was a lot of things to break down and there was mistakes and it pushed me to solve 
problems and figure out why we were making mistakes or where we may have been falling short. But learning as much as I did through that season, I would have never learned as much as I did if we would have had more success or would have had like a championship season because losing taught me more than winning. And I can say that in utmost confidence for sure, especially based on that last season. So what opened the door for you then into the full-time coaching world with Marquette? Yeah, so I had actually established a relationship with Frankie through Samar. Samar had introduced me to Frankie before, and I had just been talking to Frankie about just coaching pieces in general and understanding what he's done to lead him to success. And this is when he was previously at Loyola. And I think being able to pick his brain of why he is in coaching and what he, what excites him daily and what he's passionate about in the coaching field helped me understand why I was so passionate about wanting to coach and get into coaching and help people and take those first steps at Valpo. I think that understanding what I wanted and what I wanted to give back it, it helped me solidify the reasons and my why. You mentioned a lot, and not to get too personal, but you mentioned a lot about not disappointing people and, and trying to show your best self. Where does that motivation kind of lead to for you? And I guess what is the ideal version of, of Aaron Scott, whether it's a coach or a player or, you know, and something like that? Yeah, I think – like I was even just saying, understanding why you're doing something helps you to then do your job better. And I try to not look internally for my why rather than the people around me. Because I, I would say I coach for my players. I, it would never be for myself. It would be to better other players because that's basically why I'm here doing what I do at the end of the day. That not letting those who look up to you in a sense down is incredibly important because it it makes up who we are as people and I think it, it translates a lot to cultures on teams and understanding the bigger picture that it's not just you like there's a reason I chose soccer in terms of being on a team because I didn't like to be just an individual I wanted to be part of something that knowing that you have people counting on you, I think is a huge part of what drives me each day. I'm glad you mentioned that because obviously you were a senior two years ago, but we see the seniors uh, this past year who were all part of this group, but such a large group of upperclassmen where you were there at Campbell. I'm curious what that relationship was like with that group, you know, through the wins and losses and just what you enjoyed about being with all those girls for the two years. Yeah. Our senior class was really special. I remember that my first year at Campbell, I became really close with the seniors then. And that was even Shelby's class, Emily Irwin, Haley Toma. And I think I learned from them a lot that first year. They taught me a lot without even intending to. That I think that that next year, we did have a really big senior class, but I think that we brought our own special pieces that it made it work that we all kind of knew our role and how we individually can make the team better whether that was on the field or off the field we all knew how we could best help the team that even though there were 
a lot of seniors that some people may look at. I think that we kind of filled each other's gaps really well to where something that Anna may have been strong in, but wasn't so good at something else. I think Amanda could step in and help there. Anyone of us could help each other and help the team. We all understood that. And I think having that synchronization between all of us helped a lot in terms of trying to lead the team as best as we could. Aaron, my final question, since we are on a podcast and you got your degree in broadcasting and media, um, one, when are you joining the dark side and come back to our (laughs) side of things? And then two, what is what is the future like for you as a coach? What, what's, what are you looking forward to here once we get back to normal, obviously? Yeah, it's it's funny you say that because I'm actually also still currently working on my master's, and my master's will be in sports media. So there's there's a lot of pieces that could potentially one day down the road lead me back to the media side of things, but I don't see that in my future here very soon at all I think that coaching is one position that even though there's a lot of movement and anything can happen with coaching as I've learned very quickly I think that the love for the players you have and the desire to help others and make them better and as I was saying I keep going back to it but not letting people down I think that that's what makes this all worth it for me at the end of the day. And I, I love what I do and I I love who I work with and the players that I've come in contact with throughout my entire coaching career. But at the end of the day, what we do is for them. And I think that that's one of the best parts of my job, but yeah, it, it's, it's always a whirlwind. Everything's a rush in itself, but the players are what makes it all worth it at the end of the day. Well, Aaron, we appreciate you jumping on the podcast. I know we're all trying to find some greater purpose right now and stay busy, but uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. I was happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Evan.